Hello and welcome back to another episode of Maybank Kimeng's ASEAN Speaks podcast. This is Seng Yeo, your host and moderator for today. Last week, US consumer prices jumped 5% in May from a year earlier, the biggest increase since 2008. While inflation is clearly heating up as easing from the pandemic unleashes pent-up demand at a time of supply shortages, it is interesting to note that bond markets also rallied which helped the US 10-year Treasury yields to fall to 1.45%. These actions suggest that markets may be buying the narrative that a spike in inflation is only transitory in nature, a positive development that helped capital markets close higher for the week. As the same positive sentiment was also shared by the plantation sector in Malaysia and Thailand stock market, so we will devote some time on these sub-segments today. First, we focus on KL Kapong's offer to acquire IJM's 56% stake in IJM plantations. The deal is one of Malaysia's biggest M&A for 2021. To help us appreciate the mechanics of the deal, we speak with Ong Chiting, Maybank's regional head of plantations. Cheating on this 1.5 billion ringgit cash offer to buy IGM stake in IGM plantations. Is this an accretive deal for KL Kapong? And what will IGM do with the cash? I, uh, this deal is indeed big. Uh, in fact, uh, upon 100% acceptance of the mandatory general offer, the total investment cost will balloon to 2.73 billion. IGM plant owns about 61,000 hectares of all palm plant area, and this will add about 29% to KLK's existing planted area of about 213,000 hectares. Uh, and IGM plantation is operating in the same region as uh, KL Kepong, which is in Sabah and Kalimantan. The expected synergies include economies of scale through increased efficiency, optimization of processing facilities, and cost savings from logistics. Now, did KLK overpay for IGM plant? Uh, the answer is no. The price offered estimated at 53,000 ringgit per planted hectare is pretty much comparable to transactions made uh, in the past by the market. Uh, after all, IGM plantation has a relatively good age profile of 11.8 years, which is at its prime age, with decent FFB yield of 19.3 tons per hectare. As to what IGM plant, uh, sorry, as to what IGM will do with the cash, our colleague Johan highlighted in her report this morning that IGM will, will set aside 800 million or 52% of the cash proceeds or equivalent of 22 cents per IGM share price uh, for capital management, which is not limited to a special cash dividend to shareholders, but includes share buyback. Another 430 million or 28% for future capex and investments and the balance 300 million for general working capital. Now, Chiting, looking at this deal, are there any other undervalued acquisition targets that, that are noteworthy to monitor within the plantation sector? Yes, uh, there are a few undervalued stocks in our coverage, uh, namely Sarawak All Palms, Ta'an, Bowster Plantation, and Bumitama Agri. On an EV per planted hectare basis, uh, Sarawak All Palms uh, currently trades at 29,000 ringgit per hectare, Ta'an at 33,000 ringgit. Uh, per hectare master plan at 33,000 and Bumitama Agri is at 35,000 uh, ringgit per, per hectare. And this uh, pales in comparison to the price that uh, KLK is offering for IGM plant at about 53,000 per, per hectare. Now, of these companies, we are of the view that master plant is a prime privatization target. It is, after all, trading at just 0.5 times price to book. 
and it has 18,000 hectares of freehold land, of which 10,000 hectares is strategically located in peninsular Malaysia. Now, among these stocks, Sarawak oil palms and bolstered plants are our top uh, smid cap buys. Cheating, I'm going to keep you there for one last question. Uh, what's your take on the latest palm oil stockpile? And is the high palm oil price level sustainable in your view? Now, the latest uh, May stockpile number has only inched up 1% month a month to 1.57 million tonne. And this is below street estimates. The stockpile remains tight. Uh, the key surprise in the May stats was a near doubling of the domestic consumption month on month, which we believe is uh, partly due to raya demand and also partly due to panic buying ahead of the government imposed lockdown. As for CPO price, now we all know that the spot price has corrected uh, in recent weeks from nearly 4,800 ringgit per ton in early May down to about 4,000 ringgit now. Still, the uh, CPO price trades at a massive discounts. Uh, to of more than 500 US dollar per ton to both the US US soybean oil and also Europe uh, rapeseed oil. Uh, while such discounts are supportive of CPO price in the immediate term, we believe the current high price is still not sustainable as we are entering into the peak production months in the second half of 2021. And at the same time, we are also expecting a record northern hemisphere crop of all seeds, uh, barring any uh, weather surprises. However, the uh, present labour shortage in Malaysia may result in harvest coming in below potential. Overall, uh, we still maintain our view that CPO price will average 3,100 per ton for this year, which is still better than last year. Okay, thanks very much for your insights, Cheating. Our last speaker on the show today is Maria Lapis, our head of research for Thailand. Thai markets have performed very well this year despite the sluggish economic recovery and concerns over rising COVID cases. Maria, so tell us what is driving the outperformance. The set is up 12.9% year to date in Thai bat terms, but up until May, it was just up in mid single digit. Performance took off after the first quarter earnings and the onset of the mass vaccination program to begin in June 7. We track three indices along with our SET, the big caps, mid caps, and also small caps indices. And of these three, small cap index has been the best performer, already 50% higher than the January 2020 level. And this performance is strong enough to pull the set up to 3% above the January 2020 level. Large and mid-caps indices are still 8% and 4% respectively below the January 2020 level. For sure, the strong performance of the small caps is facilitated by the high level of retail activity in this month, uh, accounting for about 47% of the average daily turnover. The stock market is, well, is the only place where liquidity is going to because it is the only asset class that is creating wealth in Thailand. So the lack of economic performance and the prospect of a weaker recovery relative to other countries does not feature very much into the decision-making of the investors. So for the most part, it will be small cap and retail-driven. Maria, for the rest of the year, what's your view on the SAT and earnings outlook? Which are your preferred sectors and your top three picks? Right. So when we look at it from a perspective of uh, which uh, sector is going to get um, further news flow, 
and also where the next group of investors is going to be playing. We think that the cyclicals will be the the focus in the second half, and this would be uh, those when we when I call cyclical, I mean those that are leveraged on global economic activity, as those that are leveraged on domestics are likely to uh, actually see an earnings downgrade or a downgrade on expectations. So our top sectors uh, are still uh, oil and gas, petrochemicals, and then banking. And also we continue to like uh, healthcare because I think COVID is still going to be in the conversation going forward. Uh, our top picks are big caps, uh, PGTEP, SCB, and SCC. So basically, I am proposing that uh, after the strong performance of the small caps, uh, money should be switching to the underperformer and cyclicals uh, and be so it is big caps.